Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ball Caps and Bagpipes, a Scottish baseball podcast. I am the Glasgow Comets, John McKellar. And I'm Jason Durr, former league president and Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. And uh, I can see you're all kind of kitted out here in your uh, Canons gear for uh, one of our guests this evening. For all the guests, come on now. I wore this just for you. But yes, it was uh, time to break out all this stuff at the beginning of the season here. And uh, yeah, I've decided to go full on there. I, you know what? I, I'm gutted because I can't find my Scotland hat. I don't know what happened to it. You probably sent it away to somebody. I probably did trade it. I'll be honest. I probably did trade it to somebody. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so for the for all intents and purposes, the first uh, competitive baseball of the season is coming up. Um, and that's why we have these fine gentlemen here with us this evening. Let's introduce our guests first off. We have uh, a couple of guys returning to the show. Uh, first off, you've got Scottish baseball president, baseball Scotland president, Paul Conroy. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, man? And uh, we have Rory Dunn of the Edinburgh Cannons back with us. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening, Rory. I can't believe you have me back. Who would have thought? <laughs> No, it wasn't by choice, it. let's be honest. It was just, <laughs> we needed somebody else. You were free. <laughs> it's always good to hear from you, Rory. Um, so you guys are back here to talk about the upcoming Battle for Britain tournament. Uh, the most recent news coming out of Baseball Scotland, of course, being the roster announcement. Um, yeah. Let's get into that in just a bit. Jason, uh, let's catch up first, however, on your NLBMR exploits. I see you've had a couple of interviews that you've done over the past week or so. We've done a big one. So obviously uh, we are supporting the Sean Gibson of the Josh Gibson Foundation, um, JG MVP 20, because that was supposed to run last year. Uh, and it's the Josh Gibson. Uh, we're, we're pushing his, uh, I guess you want to call it, um, legitimacy for the renaming the MVP title after him. So uh, it's down to three, Josh Gibson being one. Um, Frank Robinson being the second one, and Frank Robinson because he's the only person to win the MVP in both the AL and the NL, and obviously they're naming it after Branch Rickey. So um, our line of thought is, you know who Branch Rickey is? He's the person who broke the color barrier. Um, you know who Frank Thomas is? His legacy is obviously established. And, and, and Josh Gibson, we've done the, the Sabres, done the research, and if he had played in the major leagues at his time, they figured he would have won a minimum of eight MVPs during his time. <laughs> so it would be fitting to have the guy who kept him out of the major leagues to uh, rename the trophy after him. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the big card launched yesterday with FDOT and he's done a Josh Gibson MVP card too. So um, they're, they're having a card art competition and we're supporting it and we're doing some interviews with the artists um, a lot of the guys don't do interviews, so it's not been as great as we had hoped, but uh, a lot of these guys are just doing it for, for fun there, and they haven't done that, so we're hoping it picks up steam over the next six to eight weeks, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm submitting my own card, so uh, I, my goal is to do better than the Heavy J, so, <laughs> so I, he, he, he was going to rap for his, <laughs> so I got to figure out some sort of dancing video or something to get oh my votes up. <laughs> Exactly. So, so fingers awesome. crossed. I, I'm actually hoping that one of the artists we've interviewed before is going to help me out because I have the idea that I want to do and um, let's see if he can actually make it into the concept and then we can call it a collaboration. So, Excellent. Uh, so nlbmart.com and jgmvp20.com, I believe. Yeah, I was, the campaign is being run through Twitter uh, and you can find it on Instagram as well. I'll post everything that's up every day. But uh, to get your votes in, um, there's an artist released every day um, out through the week, Monday through Friday, and then the voting goes on all week and then through the weekend. 
excellent. Uh, let's move on from that to uh, some Major League Baseball. Uh, there have been a, a lot of no-hitters this season. <laughs> Jason, have you ever seen anything like this? No, obviously it's, it's not. Uh, we've discussed this a, a lot. Uh, a few people, we think a lot of it's due to the change in hitting. Obviously the three true outcome style. Um, uh, and there's a lot of people saying there's be change. Uh, who knows? Like I said, it's it's early in the season. Uh, the bats haven't woken up yet. So everyone's kind of had I, I, you know a year off, I would really say there. So um, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So um, it, I don't... Uh, I'm all for more no-hitters. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> As a pitcher, I enjoy them. I thought it was just because they keep playing Seattle. Is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, yes, I, I mean, it's only been a week since the last one, so I, I, we must be due this week. I don't know who we're playing. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I run the Mariners account, and it's become an ongoing joke now to say, hey, we got, we're not getting no-hit tonight. So. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen some people theorize as well that it might be that the pitchers are uh, cheating. Yeah, well, there was the, the John Means one who said he turns his body to hide the, the there. Yeah. So um, yeah, he but, makes it quite obvious. Really, he's like tapping in his glove and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, don't make it obvious. You know, uh, you, you talk to hitters; they'd rather have pitchers that had control of the ball there, so low yeah. substance there. It's not anything unusual. It's not like it's a spitball where you don't know where it's going. So you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's early in the season. Yeah, like I said, the bats are cold. <laughs> is this like a reverse steroid era where this is the pitchers getting the revenge now that they can't juice? So well, they remember baseball. they, they deadened the ball as well. So, yeah. you know, you're usually baseball de juice the ball and so, the pitchers are just like, ah, motherfuckers. Yeah, who knows? Like I said, I, find it, I still find it hard to watch games these days. Yeah. So, there's not a whole lot of action. I think you go something ridiculous, like eight minutes between any kind of action on the field. So, um, yeah, and watching the mirrors, it's watching paint dry, so it's not very good. <laughs> let me ask all three of you guys. Um, you guys have all been involved in Scottish baseball for quite a bit longer than I have. Have you any of you ever seen anybody in Scotland pull anything like the rosin on the finger or uh, you know, any kind of ways of cheating and, and, and manipulating the ball when they've been pitching? I, I, it's been, I, I, it's been I, obvious enough to catch at least. I, I feel terrible to talk about it while he's here, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you just a little, a little hop in your nose, and while we're such a time, <laughs> it was always the running gag on the cannons bench, the old major league <laughs> the nose. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. At least they didn't ever resort to Vagisil, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you've not watched Megan Lee, go watch that movie. You'll get the jokes. <laughs> um, Paul, you're suspiciously quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> um, well, okay, moving swiftly on from there. Let's say uh, bring our guests in now. Rory, I want to start first off before we get into the Battle of Britain. Uh, by uh, asking you about the, the Cannons. How's your off-season been? Uh, obviously, it's been an off-season like no other, and it's been about a year and a half long. Um, how are you guys feeling? How is the roster looking? And uh, what are your kind of expectations for this coming uh, season? Or do we want to uh, cover this next week? And then we have all everyone on if we can. Ooh. Well, let's give us your preview there, and then we'll talk about all Britain. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's been a long off-season. A lot of my guys, they've been champing at the bit. The group chat has been non-stop. 
some of it legible, most not a lot of it baseball orientated, but it's been going, which has actually been great for keeping everyone's spirits high during the kind of the tough year and a half it's been. Um, I think from the training games we've done the past couple of Sundays, I like the Cairns roster we have at the moment. I think folk, um, obviously our last league competitive games was uh, 2019 when we had some very good pitching and maybe just a little lack of hitting. I feel we're a lot more balanced now and I feel that there's a really nice um, atmosphere around the team. Everyone's enjoying their baseball and enjoying being back. So I think it's going to be a good, fun year to enjoy some Cannons baseball. What I like to hear. Yes, just what I want to hear. Cannons are coming back. It's like 2013 all over again. <laughs> Nothing like objective broadcast journalism, is there? Um, Jason, um, you get you managed to get down to some training this past week. Uh, how did you find it being back at the field, uh, seeing seeing sort of cannons and, and devils, you know, faces both old and new? Uh, how was it to get back down to the field for the first time? I think for you has been quite a while. It has been quite a while. It was good to see everyone there. There was a couple of old faces there, a lot of new faces who I didn't obviously recognize there. Um, uh, I have to admit, like, the itch has already come back. I was already telling Rory that I might come down for a Friday night training, get some batting practice in. So uh, it might be a good good chance for you to get away from the kids for a few hours and, and go down and hang out there. So uh, I won't be joining the games yet, but uh, uh, definitely go down and say hi to everyone and, and definitely have that itch to at least throw the ball around. Watch this space, folks. Bye nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I will. Jason Blair is going to have played in a baseball game by the end of this season. No, no. So I you still... have to take his plaque down from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll definitely go down and watch. I was just saying, like, uh, we were planning to come on down and watch a few games. Obviously, you're playing, so you'll be able to do that there. Um, but come down and catch at least about an hour of the game so I can have an idea of what's going on and say hi to everyone. And, and and like I said, I'm looking forward to this season of ball caps and bagpipes so we can yeah. um, get our audience to know what's going on. Yeah. I believe uh, you and I have a date, really on the 13th of June. So I'll be seeing you then in Edinburgh. Oh, you talking about the game? I thought you meant we had a more intimate arena. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> the lockdowns were straight lifted. <laughs> You've got a date already. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's not happening in Glasgow, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, May uh, dancing in Glasgow. <laughs> That's our first game that's not in an inter-Edinburgh derby for about two years. So yeah. hopefully we have a lot of pent-up hitting aggression that we're going to yeah. take to Glasgow. But uh, it'll be good to see you, John. Uh, yeah. Looking forward, to, looking forward to getting back to some semblance of our league season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's great to know that you guys are coming along well. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, since you're here, about the Giants. Now, with the Giants not being in the league again this year, how has that impacted your roster? Do you feel that the numbers in Edinburgh in general were depleted enough that it's not going to make too much an impact or we managed to bag a couple of extra extra bodies? Um, well, from McCann's standpoint, uh, yeah, we're flush with uh, Giants. There's actually been quite a few folk who were missing over the past years that have come back. Um, I don't know if that's just the fact that a year of sitting doing nothing and folk are keen to get back outside and play baseball. I still think it's the point where if we tried to do three teams it would have been a constant struggle every week to get three teams, you know, moving around the country, organizing that. I definitely think uh, this year with two teams where neither team's going to have to struggle to field a team. We have a good depth of players for both. Mm. Get folks' interest back in, and then hopefully next year we can bring the Giants back. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's for us. I mean, Paul, I don't know if you have more to add from that since it's kind of you're the overseer of it all. And that, uh- 
I think with the Giants, uh, there's still the the core players are still there, and obviously they need somewhere to play. So we've we've tried to balance out both the Cannons and the Devils from what was left of the Giants Giants roster, and I think it, it has strengthened both those teams, which I think will make for a, an extremely competitive season. I mean, I know I know yeah your comments, John. They've they've strengthened tremendously this year. Um, and the Galaxy have probably balanced themselves out a little bit with the rest of the league based on who they've lost, sadly, in the league, obviously. Um, and Aberdeen, they've strengthened for going through two teams to one. And then um, the unknown is, is tabled. But based on their recent uh, announcement for a couple of their signings <laughs> in the offseason, they've they've got a good team to, to compete as well. This, this should be a great season. Yeah, um, I think the mix of it being a truncated schedule and the different... You know, the impact that the pandemic has had in addition to other factors over the past couple of years has had on rosters. I think this is the makings of potentially being one of the most competitive seasons of Scottish baseball that I can remember being involved in. You know, for the last few years, it's been pretty much the Galaxy and then the Chasing Pack. Mm-hmm. Is that still going to be able to be the case? I mean, John Tafe is fantastic at managing his team, but he's lost that one crucial core piece that it was the, the kind of piece de resistance that he used to really dominate. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he works around that. Obviously, our guys have strengthened quite a bit. The two Edinburgh teams we've covered, you know, the, the folding of the Giants, at least temporarily, might strengthen both the Cannons and Devils. Um, and with the return of some guys that, that have been around in the past, uh, Aberdeen, you know, like the Oilers have potentially uh, a really strong lineup. Uh, and then you've got obviously Teaport. Who, as you've said, they've made a couple. Of, they've kind of very sneakily made some fantastic signings over the off season. They've had like the, they've just been the kind of quiet ones that waited until yeah. the, the the end of free agency, right? Oh, that guy's available for cheaper, so let's snatch him up, and then he becomes an MVP. Uh, so it's going to be a really really fun season to play in. I didn't know Jerry DePito lived in Dundee. It's really good to see people <laughs> doing that. Kind of thing. <laughs> He's scouring the earth to find anyone to trade for. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, guys, let's move on from the baseball Scotland season because obviously we're going to cover that in a lot more depth next week in the weeks uh, to come. Let's talk about the Battle for Britain, which is the reason we're here this evening. Uh, this is a tournament down at, I believe it's at Barnum Park this year. As yes, the, the um, British home of baseball. Yeah. Tell us, Paul, about what we can expect from Battle of Britain this year and uh, how it's all come to, together, obviously. How's it taking shape amidst the, all the restrictions and uncertainty around travel and what have you? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been a weird one. The, it, it was announced early this year that there was going to be another Battle for Britain tournament and it was going to be at Farnham Park and it was going to be bigger. <laughs> so there's, there's now 12 teams taking part of, and it's over two divisions. So... Baseball Scotland's taking part at the AAA level, uh, BT Vetra and the Southwest Rebellions from the Southwest of England. Um, there's the Bracknell, to get this right, Bracknell Blazers, I believe, are at the AAA level. Um, they've got a team in single A as well. And Kent Buccaneers, who are the sort of primary organisers of, of all um, at AAA level, and then the Northern Knights, which is the, the All Star team from the Baseball League in North England. Um, this is going to be a hell of a baseball tournament for the UK. Um, I think Barn National League teams; these are the best teams, and uh, that we could 
playing. Um, and it's it's going to be fun. I'm so pumped. <laughs> Can't wait to see some good quality baseball. <laughs> it's a hell of a way to start the baseball calendar after such a long layoff. Uh, now, we uh, previously have gone down and won the Battle of Britain in, in the Team Scotland camp. How are you going into this one? Do you feel that we've got the pieces to repeat that success? Obviously, we, we, did, we did manage to kind of defend that crown last year with all the restrictions and stuff that were going on. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about the chances this year? The exact same that we felt in 2019. You know, we know we have quality players up here. We do. Um, and we went down there and we surprised people in 2019. Um, admittedly, a few people down there were surprised to see how well we, we played. Um, but compared to 2019, we've lost a few of the best players that have played in Scotland. Um, the two marked ones that I can think of, for example, Tom Mayer, obviously Sam Davidson and Adam Murphy. Um, so not having those guys is a, is a huge hole to fill. But then we have Stephen Evans returning um, and we have still the core players from, from that 2019, 2019 team, such as Rory, Federico and, and Jim. Right. Well, they were the sort of, and Ren as well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I was going to get to the youth stars that we've got. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously with, with those sort of core veterans of baseball and then Back to them, we've got Ren and Connor coming along, who have just gotten better every year. Um, even in the off-season, they were playing down in London with the the, the Legends team run by um, Rodriguez of the GB team. But we have, on paper, probably a stronger team than we did in 2019. But obviously, these other teams are they've been made stronger as well because it is now just a solely AAA tournament we are, we are playing. And there's, there's a single A tournament alongside it, which has the East England um, Baseball League and West Midlands Baseball League and a few other single A teams taking part. But um, yeah, the the AAA tournament is going to be tough and competitive, it really is. And I know the fact is the Northern Knights team, they have uh, they have some strong strong players in their team. It's going to be tough, but we we intend to bring that trophy home. Fantastic, and uh, here's hoping you do it. Rudy, I'm going to ask you the same question. How are you feeling about the makeup of the roster? How are you feeling about the tournament itself? Are you confident? Are you nervous? How are you feeling about it? I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not going to get a chance to play. As Paul, Paul is right, <laughs> we're a deeper squad this time, and it's not even that we're taking more people. It's just the talent across the squad is much deeper, no offence to everyone that came the last time, to what people were bringing down. And I have said to Paul, I'm quite happy just to wave folk around third base and go and have a beer afterwards, if that's the role <laughs> that I play, because we're taking such a talented uh, group of folk down. I think we have as good a chance as anyone. Um, the format of the tournament does mean that there's going to be just a large element of luck. It's one-hour games or four innings, and you know it can be one error can be the entire game when it's that quick. So I think we need to be lucky as well as anyone does to get through but that can work for us you know we uh we've been lucky in the past i think i don't know about that but no it, it's definitely an excellent group and everyone that i've talked to about it is like 120 percent psyched pumped ready for it um we've got more pitching this year so we can already say to folk you're doing this game you're doing this game they're already starting to focus in on that. They can, you know, be better prepared rather than just asking two guys to throw their arms off over a weekend. So, yeah, no, I think we're coming down better prepared, 
better stocked, and hopefully we're coming home with some gold. Fantastic. Um, the guys, let me ask both of you, the Farnham Park complex is, like you said, Paul, it's like the home of British baseball. It's probably by far the most cutting edge um, ballpark in the UK. How does that factor in? Obviously, in the Scottish League, we're used to we're used to some unique bobbles and <laughs> some odd terrain in our, in our fields. Do you think this could play to our advantage to have an easier field to play on, or do you think that it could potentially pose a threat to Scottish baseball players and that they haven't been, you know, they're not used to that faster pace of playing on like the kind of smoother turf? It's it's, it's hard to tell. I'm. Um... Every club's going to be in the same boat, really. There's, there's no, there's no perfect fields in the UK <laughs> outside of London, really. Um, I mean, plenty of guys do a great job of maintaining their fields, but at the same time, we are not a professional setup here in the UK. Um, but to to compare our fields to Farnham, yeah, it's we are moving into a professional type environment. I mean, centre fields four hundred feet. You know, that's <laughs> compared to what. Three hundred minutes. <laughs> I don't know. We, we made it pretty deep when John Nelson was playing. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have we could have made it any deeper. I almost put it in the botanics when he yeah. came to Edinburgh last time. Oh, I know. I was. Um, I had to play left fielder, you bastards. <laughs> well, that was just for you, John. I wanted to make you run, so I just put as much fence. So to be fair, I think down, at least when we used to set it up, down right field line was set about 260, 265 to the bottom of the hill. And we would, I, I had to keep people, telling people to move right field or left field back because it kept doing it yeah. short because it was 270 down that way. So even if you move it back, you know, another 30 feet, it, you know, it didn't really make much of a difference. I think the probably the most we could do in left field was probably about 330, which would be major league standard. Yeah, I, th I think we mentioned how we played the Battle for Britain in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh for Britain, the Bobby Thompson Invitational in Edinburgh in 2019. Uh, I mean, we had 3.30 down left and 3.65 in centre. Um, and that was a, a fairly... There was, there was only two home runs that whole weekend, I think, so mm -hmm. that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, the quality of the fields down there are, are something else. I mean, I'm damnest looking forward to instructions for something dug out. <laughs> a dugout's going to be a bonus <laughs> a pitcher's mound in a dugout <laughs> that's going to be unusual <laughs> now, um, now guys let me ask you both again uh, with with the talent pool that we have going down there the deeper kind of squad of more experienced players and even the younger guys are very talented players how do you guys coach a team like that especially a team that aren't used to playing together week after week you know this is kind of an all-star team how do you get them together and, and coach them to to obviously do better than, than you know their individual performances are going to bear out that's a tough question to answer it's you're the coach <laughs> 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 I, I sort of asked Rudy to come along and be my sort of second down there, so it's I didn't have to get the blame if anything went wrong. <laughs> but I mean, really, seen this, he'd seen the most of the pitching staff in Edinburgh. We're taking three pitchers, four pitchers from Edinburgh actually. Um, so that's the main reason that Rudy's come along is because he friends with them all, all off season. He brings um, his twenty years experience in baseball. <laughs> and that as well. <laughs> it's only seventeen. I know it's only seventeen. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, we're all going down there with the same goal. 
that's that's the thing. I mean, we've got Stephen, who's sort of leading the Aberdeen contingent. Um, sadly, with the with the restrictions that are currently in place, we've only got a few guys from Glasgow able to make it uh, along. Um, but apart from, apart from Zach, we know these guys very well. Um, you know, we've played together for years. Um, Zach, Zach Damasco is the only new one, and in the in the forty five minutes that I did get to speak with him to Sterling a couple of weeks ago. That man is the scariest, happy-go-lucky guy I've ever met in my life. He will talk to anyone. So <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a problem with any sort of camaraderie. Um, He's all right for one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, uh, he's he's good fun with his eyes. But, <laughs> but all the guys are. And we're going to there to, to, to win, but primarily have fun and play some competitive baseball, which we have... We have all missed so much because of this goddamn pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're all we're all going down there with with intent to have fun and and win and play together. You know, and baseball's a game where it's it's possible to do that. You know, each person knows their position, they play it well, and if they do even half their job, they'll they'll be good. Yeah. Rudy, <laughs> how do you see your Role from a coaching standpoint, um, obviously Paul mentioned uh, you know, how he how he's looking at it. How how do you approach that that role of second or assistant coach? Um, you you repeat everything he shouts, but just loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean I, I think you know as for a second because I, I kind of I, I see more you know Paul's got the game. It gives you opportunity to go and have that kind of chat with someone on the bench about something specific that helps out. A single person without calling attention to the fact if someone's just made an error you can go and talk about them about it and make sure they're not sweating it what they did wrong you know how to get do it better we do this a lot obviously with the rookies during the whole league year in the training and it means as a one coach you're not trying to keep everything running and then singling out someone who just booted a ground ball or you know you can go and talk to the pitchers and kind of you know this ain't working for you try this i watched this guy in the game previous we went and scouted that team already they're all up in the fastball work here, you know, that kind of thing. And that lets Paul focus on more who's playing where, when, getting the big picture, if you will, organized. And then if needs be, you can go and chat to someone or, I mean, no doubt he'll send me out to go and pull the picture if needs be, because that's <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> me and that guy. So. <laughs> that's Stephen Evans, uh, <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> um, how have you already decided, guys, how you're going to approach player rotation and uh, the amount of minutes or innings that guys are going to get? With it being one hour at four or four inning games, like you said, yes. really, it's probably a different approach you're going to have to take than you would normally have in a baseball Scotland National League game. And obviously, you've got a roster that's very much an all star roster, and we'll go through them one at a time in just a bit. Um, but have you already kind of got a plan set in motion, or are you going to, is it going to more be uh, we'll see how it goes? Be honest, I have a plan for the first game, which is against BC Vetra. Um, I will then be just paying attention to how the rest of the teams play from there. Luckily, our first game is the second game of the day um, in the morning, so we'll hopefully get down there just in time to see the um, the Kent Bucks and the Bracken team play. So we'll get a feel for, for them. Um, then we'll watch the Rebels and Northern Knights after our game. And we'll make a plan based on the opponents. Um, I've had a rough plan in my head for game two as well against the Rebeldes on the Saturday afternoon. Um, it did involve Albert and both uh, 
both Albert and David Flores, but unfortunately they're unable to make it right now as it stands. Right. Restrictions also if things change before Friday. There's still time. Please, Nicola. <laughs> Just an exception <laughs> for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it involved heavily on, the, on on those two for that second game, you know, being against Latin Americans. Get, um, them, get them key worker players. Professional athletes have a, get a pass, don't they? I believe Instagram influencers do. And I mean, what qualifications do you need for that? <laughs> to be fair, have you seen David's Facebook story? I mean, you probably pass as an influencer. <laughs> I'm just fashion sense, tell you that. Albert's got a few duck lip photos on Facebook, I've seen them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple of stylish, stylish boys. Um, yeah, um, that's a shame that those guys are kind of in limbo at the moment. Let's uh, move on, though, and talk about the composition of the roster, obviously, with the restrictions um, and with the sort of nature of the way things are this year. Uh, there have been some slightly different ways you've had to approach putting the roster together. There's, uh, I think there's been a sort of a certain number of players allowed per city. Is that am I right in saying that? No, uh, it was, it was. The, we tried to find out one who was available to travel. Yeah. Um, and I, we always had in our head who we like, who would like to go, but that list was about twenty-five. Yeah. We had to sort of boil that down and see who was available to go. Um. And then just, just sort of take it from there and assess who was who was game ready, and that that relied on information from Stephen in Aberdeen and John in Glasgow, and Jason through Tabor. Um, unfortunately, there's there is no Tabor representation on the on the roster, and that's purely because none of them could could get the time off work to travel or take that risk to travel because of the the possible restrictions. And we we've been through this last year. Where we were all set to go, and then the week, two weeks before we were all set to travel, we had to call it off because of the the, the latest news in the pandemic. So guys are a bit gun shy with that as well, you know. And I didn't want to promise the world to them to say they come down and play when all of a sudden we couldn't. <laughs> I mean, with this with this new Indian variant that's going about with the COVID, you know, there, there was that possibility a week or so ago. Um, luckily, we've managed to. Avoid any disaster. <laughs> I'm trying not to say too much. He's a jinx us. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's only Tuesday. Exactly. No, but, yeah, but, crossed, you know. but it was it was seeing who was available, who who was game ready, um, and and taking it for there. Um, I've managed to see everyone that's going play this season so far. Season as well. Yeah. It's, that's about it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, well, you, they say you're doing your best you can, Paul. I mean, like I said, there's not much you can do. We're all waiting, like for updates on a Thursday. Like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> uh, and I just want to say that you're doing a fantastic job there. So that, you know, we'll just make sure that you get some love from everyone else. <laughs> what's the What's the tier like down where Farnham Park is? Are you going to You guys going to be able to hit the town and uh, have a, a nightclub if you guys win the win the trophy? Not without Albert. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. There's <laughs> a far out farm of park, though, so you know we didn't have to leave the baseball field to have a beer after after a minute. Um, let's go over the provisional squad then. Uh, now I can see just from what you've told us that it's going to be slightly out of date already. Yeah. Uh, the baseball Scotland battle for Britain squad 2021. 
uh, is done, that would be yourself, Ruri. Quantrill, that would be your reign. McFarlane, who's a player I'm not entirely... That's Mookie. With. Yeah, he's, he's, he's known as Mookie. Mookie. And which, which team is he with? Best Dan. team. The best team. <laughs> <laughs> there's no homerism going on tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> there's, uh, there's Rowe. That's uh, Peter Rowe. He's new for... Well, he's new, he was new last season, but yeah, also, yeah, also a cannon. <laughs> you yeah. knew last season, which yeah, the phantom season. Yeah. Um, Silverberg. Steve Silverberg, another new cannon in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> so the cannons are going down to play for the Battle of Del Rosario. Miguel Del Rosario starting shortstop for the Edinburgh oh, Cannons. Go go for it last year. So. <laughs> Two years ago. Hernandez. Ivan uh, Hernandez, he's a devil. Finally. He'll <laughs> be traded in mid-season. Uh, Thomas Nyman. <laughs> Thomas Nyman's another new devil. Ivan's another one that joined us last year, obviously. Um, Peterson, yeah. I believe that's Miles Peterson, who is, is yes. uh, formerly a Yeah, Former Canada. Exactly. See. Also known as Judas Iscariot out east. He's a, <laughs> uh, he's a Glasgow Galaxy player. So that's yeah. going to be uh, interesting to play against Miles in the derby. Um, I'll be sure and boom extra loud for you, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chant fuck your birthday, unlike the Yankees fans did at uh, Altuve. So the question is, what position is he playing? That, that was uh, what we were doing, because we know Miles as a catcher, and uh, that, that position's filled in uh, for the Galaxy. I don't know. Wait, have you not got a practice? <laughs> Yeah, you're my Glasgow correspondent. And you've I, haven't been, been, I haven't been to training for a while. I've, I've been far too busy. Uh, that's since why what, 2020? Been. Come on now. Like, I, I haven't made that a training. <laughs> I saw Miles briefly once, but it was, we've been kind of splitting into different groups. It's okay, John. Just give me a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the season starts proper, I'll get my ego out. All right. Out. We'll, know, we'll, we'll know what position Miles is playing. We'll be all over it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got Evans, Big Stephen. He is back in Scotland forever. He's finally back with us, and he will be uh, representing the old Granite City Oilers. Um, how? What does it mean to have somebody that experienced and that talented back with us uh, in the Scotland squad? Well, I mean, it is, as as excited as I am, you can multiply that by about fifty, and that's Stephen's level of excitement right now. Yeah, that man. I've, I've got to peel him off the roof every time I see him. He's absolutely buzzing for this, um, and he's 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 looking forward to facing some of the people he's been talking to, um, and coaching seminars and stuff. So he's yeah he's he's ready. <laughs> he is ready. It's great to have Stephen back, and uh, we've got another uh, Aberdeen fella, Federico Gambedotti, who we had on the show previously. Jason, uh, he's a very talented. Uh, I believe he's primarily a pitcher. They can play a couple of different positions, but uh, Federico, I imagine, will probably be primarily used as a pitcher down south. Uh, he's pitching short, shortstop, third. I mean, wherever you play Federico, he's, he's a phenomenal player. One of the best. Translate, <laughs> Translation, I haven't decided yet. Or I want to I'm not, I'm not giving anything away, you know. Exactly. This, this exactly. is live, John. This is live. You know, we know the other teams are watching this. He's not going to give a starting pitcher for the game one. Come on. He's no the one opener. He's the opener. One, one, one batter and he's out. Oh, yeah, the opener. That's it. We're going with the opener this year. Right? Do, we don't have the, do we not have the three-batter minimum, Paul? 
Eh, no. I don't think we didn't discuss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <I'm not awful. laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Jared Tomley. Yes, another oiler for the season. Former Express player last in 2019. He, uh, yeah, he's going to be our, one of our catchers. Um, thankful that we've got other catchers now because he's poor knees, as he put it. Was it Jared that had to absolutely lights out 2019 season from a batting standpoint? He had like yes. a massive average. He just yes. absolutely crushed. Yeah, Jared's an absolute player. Um, yeah, he'll be, he'll be handy. <laughs> Uh, I've got Gardner. I don't think it's Brett Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better. It's Paul Gardner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say I like Paul Gardner, but I like better than Brett Gardner. <laughs> now, this is blasphemy, guys. I'm not going to have it on my show. I, are you feeling like you're ganged up tonight? Are you feel outnumbered? I know. Where's my Red Sox hat? Give me a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> the power of the babe compels you. <laughs> I've got um, your Thurman Munson card here somewhere that keep me in the send out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's still right here. It's right there. Coat of the Tash compels you. There you go. Um, we've got uh, Smith. That's uh, young Connor. Connor. Um, um, we've got Rodriguez, who will probably not make it. Albert. Yeah. My teammate. I'm, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed. I've, yeah, I've let's hope so. Albert, let's be honest, Albert will find a way down, yeah. <laughs> He's just the kind of guy Albert is. He will be there waiting for you when you get there. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, we've got uh, Glasgow Galaxy mainstay Jim Sihar. Yes, yeah, Jim is. Uh, Jim is. Yeah, he's the stone wall of Scottish baseball. Yeah, yeah, a guy whose experience, whose glove, and his bat are just so so handy for any lineup, yeah. including this All Star lineup. And also with with Jim comes uh, Bat Boy Calvin. <laughs> That's super. That wee man's banter is brilliant. What's Rooney supposed to do while he's down there? <laughs> uh, we've got Zachary Damasco, who we've uh, the aforementioned Zach. He is the only one who's actually likely to be going down of, of the Glasgow guys. It looks like. Yeah, Zach, Jim, and, and Miles. And lastly, we have. Um, David Flores, uh, who's also a comic teammate of mine. Yeah. I hope that those guys get to go down because obviously, without coming across too biased, they are two of the best players in the country. So it's going to be no, absolutely yeah. a shame if, uh, if the Baseball Scotland team misses out on their talents. Uh, Albert is, you know, his impact on Scottish baseball has been, you know, covered to death uh, by <laughs> everyone yeah. who's ever played here. Um, and David, from the very small sample size that I saw, I mean, he pretty much single-handedly helped us win a cup last year in the only competitive game that managed to play. So he's definitely a talent that is one to watch. And um, fingers crossed that Nicola lets us out of the house. <laughs> we, get un- we all get ungrounded and just enough, just in the nick of time. Uh, I'll, I'll send her a wee email. Exactly. Nicola, if you're watching, uh, please, um, <laughs> please let us out. Any um, Nicola. So the... It doesn't even matter which Nicola. Just yeah. one Nicola. Yeah, just any Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, uh, that is the 2021 Baseball Scotland squad for the Battle of Britain tournament. It's this weekend. Uh, it's right it's right around the corner, Friday 29th to Sunday the 31st of May. Uh, that's, is that right? Saturday, yeah, Monday. 
Saturday 29th, yeah. <laughs> Saturday's the 29th, yeah. yeah. So Saturday's <laughs> the 29th, the Monday the 31st. Um, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up at some point. Uh, <laughs> well, um, we're returning into Matt Mutton. He's covering there. He's going down there to watch the games. He's going to do that. Yeah. So um, I'm sure he's going to want to talk to you guys down there uh, and, yeah. and find out what's going on there. Uh, and he's going to keep us in the loop there. I think uh, he he's super excited. I know he wants to go and, and see everything is down that way. He yeah. he is dying to come up to Edinburgh and watch a game. So notice he said Edinburgh, not Glasgow. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask Matt to do some video interviews are, with some of your some of your players, and so that we can put them on the show and uh, play them. That'd be awesome. Uh, so I had a question. So um, there's a couple of guys uh, down in London. Uh, were they unavailable? So I'm thinking of of, of Glasgow uh, uh, former manager Xander. Is he not available? Oh, yeah, former former legend uh, yeah. Xander Harrison. Yeah, I, I believe he might have a game. Oh, so there's still there's still games going on. Okay. Possibly. I am not sure. Um I would yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I know he was he was swithering. I know that. And he said if he was available, we would play. And sadly. Fair enough. Like I said, they have a league game the next day, then I can totally understand that the that that's there. And then uh, uh, um, uh and catcher Ewan Shields. Where's Ewan? Ewan Ewan has to work. Oh he's, he's man. Got <laughs> Man, that's a shame. Uh, I would love to see, see yes. uh, Kenny Powers uh, out on the field there for you guys. We're saving on the char budget. You know, we're putting the char budget back into the fuel tanks at least. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's why the, the bank account's so healthy because we don't have to spend it on char. That's good. <laughs> I mean, both those guys were on the 2019, 2019 team that, that won the trophy. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and I do believe Federico will miss, miss Zander a lot because during Zander's many stories, in the bar one night Federico was lost and looking for a translator unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> oh, his translator was Lee Stoddard that's, <laughs> that's <made it> <laughs> that sounds like it was a good night out <laughs> fantastic <laughs> guys uh, thanks so much for coming on back on the show both of you all the very best to you guys and all the lads and maybe a few lassies uh, that are going down. Um, please bring that trophy back home. We uh, were robbed of the opportunity to defend it last year, so let's put that right in the uh, to Scotland. Do you know if they had any plans to maybe live stream it? Maybe we can convince Matt to do a Facebook live stream or something like that. I don't heard of any plans to do that. No, because I know sometimes they live stream the games at Farnham Park, but... Uh, um, yeah, if you guys find anything about that, please let us know. We'll make sure we, we do our best to promote that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk to Matt. Matt's had to be in touch already to see he's, he's going down looking forward to meeting us. So, yeah, he's, he's super uh, keen. Jason and I will get on commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, let's see. Well, I, I won't be able to comment. I, I'm rolling solo this weekend with the kids, so at least it's a way for a, a, a nice break for this weekend. And so, uh, so when you when you see me next week, I'll look even more haggard than I do now. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I'll, I will be missing the games because I have I have two two rug rats running around causing chaos. So. <laughs> Guys, thanks again for coming on. Um, we'll wrap that up there here. Uh, Jason, do you have any NLBMR stuff coming up today or when's the next interview? No, there's none tonight. There's no one this week. Um, we'll do it again next week there and catch up deal there. So um, as far as I know, there's nothing unless they absolutely need me to do another interview. 
All right, well, uh, let's just plug all the kind of usual social media then. Uh, obviously, those who are watching the live stream will know that we're on Facebook at Caps and Pipes, uh, facebook.com slash Caps and Pipes. It's Twitter at Caps and Pipes. You can find Jason's other show at TN Tops. Uh, you can find us at Linktree. If you go to Linktree, Caps and Pipes, Linktree. it has all of our stuff on there now. So you just have to go there and you can find us on all the social media things, except for YouTube, which I have the wrong one up. Ah, yes, I, I still have to fix that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll get you. No, I have to fix it. It's my fault. I said it's my own one, not yours. So. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, uh, I'll, get that, I'll get that all sorted out and send it off to you. Um, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, all the rest of the podcast providers, or anchor.fm slash captainpipes. Uh, please do listen to all the previous episodes. Uh, there's video on YouTube, and there's video here on Facebook on demand. Um, that's about it, isn't it? All right, good luck, guys. We're rooting you guys. We're rooting for you guys to win. Bring back the trophy. Our best, man. Thanks again, guys. Good night, everyone.